Listener Production. For those who like their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, were you hit by the network outage after our show last week? No, I wasn't. Maybe because we were in different cities. No, did you hear about it? Nationwide. No. I was with a particular. I'm with a particular phone company that had a nationwide network outage. Your prepaid, you what, your prepaid mobile. <laughs> no, the outage was not because I didn't pay my <laughs> prepaid bill. All right, it was a nationwide this time, thing. This me, and, time. Me, and, me and Belinda went for a, for a lunch, right? And my sister was babysitting. Just this is uh, during the day, and um, and because of both of our phones weren't working, we had to say to the waiter. Excuse me, what's the telephone number for this place so that we can give it to my sister in case something's going on? So my sister's like, this is the 1970s. If something happens, I have to call the concierge, the, the maitre d' and say, hello, can I please speak to the, to the couple over in the corner about uh, something? You never want to call a maitre d'. Never. <laughs> if you can avoid it, you want to stay well away from that. The old um, landline calls, always a rough one. I remember finishing work back in Warrnambool. I had to go to the payphone and call my dad without putting money in. So it would ring twice, hang up, do it again, oh. ring twice, hang up. That was the code. That was the international code for the come pickup. Exactly. But it had to be adjusted to that because the ring twice, hang up, failed one time. Someone else rang twice, hang up. He came to pick <laughs> me up. I was still working. So I had to do it twice from then on to stop that from happening. Anyway, hope your weekend was good and weren't living in the 1970s. I was, um, the celebrations are still continuing, Matt O'Kind. Uh, in the W League, Melbourne Victory beating Sydney FC 1-0 in the 120th minute, oh, breaking their seven-year hoodoo of uh, winning a winning a um, premiership. So congratulations to them. And it actually, it's synced up with, I watched um, Moneyball over the weekend and that brought up an interesting hoodoo. So I want to talk about that in a moment. Well, okay, well, look, we might also be uh, hearing a few words from Australia's favourite shock jock. That right, that's right, Rat, rat Dong is back. <laughs> rat Dog, um, Rat Dog. We've also got um, world-class comedian Michael Hing joining us. You might be hearing uh, on a particular Youth Network's afternoon shows alongside Lewis Hopper. He's going to be having a chat about his Melbourne Comedy Festival show. This is Matt Nugs All Day Breakfast. Let's get kicking goals. Yoo-hoo. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, it was a goal from Kyra Cooney-Cross in the final minute of the game over the weekend oh. that uh, popped Melbourne victory to 1-0, a win in the grand final over Sydney FC, Cogra Oval. They hadn't won a W League championship since 2013-14. And uh, I tell you what, uh, you'd, be, you'd celebrate after a bit of a drought like that. Uh, look, I'm my my heart lies with the goalkeepers of this world, so I was feeling for a Sydney goalkeeper, Jada Wyman. She tough. had... She did done well. She had done very well during that game. It's very tough to uh, scoring, getting scored from by the corner. Having a that's clean gonna hurt the heart. Having a busy. clean sheet for that long, and then having a little bit of dirt drop in right oh, at the end. It's like having the last lick of the peppermint choc chip ice cream end up on your <laughs> on your on your sheets. A clean sheet, and then a little bit of choc chip. No good. That is a dirty. Dirty sheets, but commiserations there. Congratulations <laughs> to Melbourne Victory and um, another big weekend of sport. And Madokai, it's it's always a big weekend of sport in the Dyson household. And I, and I was watching the um, the Hawks uh, Cats match on Easter Monday last mm. week as well. And anytime those two teams play, they bring up the Kennett curse. 
Now, I referred to this one as a hoodoo, seven-year hoodoo. The Kennett curse went for more than seven years, 13 matches after Jeff Kennett, president of Hawthorne, <laughs> called the Geelong team mentally weak, insinuated that they didn't have the mental edge that they needed. Geelong went and won 13 games against the Hawks in a row, um, which only lifted, you know, many years later. Um, and I also, when I'm not watching live sport, I watch movies about sport. And I watched mm. Moneyball on the weekend. And What's that, that about? Is that book um, Brad Pitt in it? Yeah, it's where Brad Pitt um, looks works. good. <laughs> looks good. It, it's one of Is many. He... <laughs> one of many. It's but... the seventh, 17th movie in the series. <laughs> Brad Pitt looks great. But he, he plays for his baseball team. It's really underfunded, but he finds a way, along with the help of Jonah Hill, who plays an economist. It's a true story where they got in this guy and he looks at the stats of the guy rather than, oh, his throw looks funny, oh, he's too old to play, his knee's dodgy. It's like literally economy oh, if he yeah, gets I on get the it. base. It was a new way of doing baseball. Oh, and then- I get it. One of these movies, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nerds are cool. I get it. <laughs> Brad Pitt looks good at nerds are cool. Let's go. All right. So happy ending. Yeah, good on you, Hollywood. But it's a real story where eventually the Boston Red Sox were so, who were a big team, much, you know, got a lot more money than the um, Oakland Athletic. They try to poach him right at the end because to try and win a championship and uh, break the curse of the Bambino, <laughs> which is <laughs> when they traded away Babe Ruth and okay. they never won a, a Major League Baseball championship for almost 100 years. Right? Wow. And so I just got into this deep dive after going through these curses and hoodoos of curses because I find them so fascinating. And I found a good ones for you uh, for Alex Dyson's uh, Curse Tuesdays. Another base, we're going to start with another baseball curse, Madokine. The curse of the Billy Goat. Oh, <laughs> wait. I was at the show. on the. I was at the Royal Easter show. I saw g- goats. Don't tell me I'm cursed. Were you offended by its odour? Well, it didn't smell good. Well, that's <laughs> how not the, the Chicago <laughs> Cubs got <laughs> into trouble. Not the bit that I smelt. In 1945 uh, by the Billy Goat Tavern owner, William Cianus. Uh, it's a curse that lasted 71 years from 1945 Ooh. to 2016. His pet goat, named Murphy, was bothering other fans at Wrigley Field, the Cubs' home ballpark, during Game 4 of the 1945 World Series. Outraged, Sianis allegedly declared, them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. <laughs> Which has been interpreted to mean that the Cubs would never win another championship. <laughs> at least for the remainder of Sianis' life. And after he said that... The Cubs lost the 1945 World Series to Detroit Tigers and did not win another World Series again for 71 Ah! years. Them Cubs, they ain't going to win no more. Don't offend the Billy Goat. What about the Goat Goat Man? (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, all day breakfast ever since that, the curse of the Goat 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 has plagued this podcast. Since that fateful day. <laughs> Goodness me. All right. The curse of Billy Penn is a, used to explain the failure of major professional sports teams in the entire town of Philadelphia. All right. Philadelphia is cursed when it comes to sports. Uh, Do you know because, what? Why? I don't know much about Philadelphia, except good cream cheese. Ooh, the Philly cheesesteaks? I just know the Philadelphia cream oh, cheese. The sweet chili Philly. I've got you. <laughs> um... It hails from 1987 with the construction of the One Liberty Place skyscraper, which exceeded the height of the previous tallest building in Philadelphia, 
which is the William Penn statue atop of Philadelphia City Hall. Now, apparently, for decades prior, there had been a gentleman's agreement to make sure that no one building in Philadelphia would be approved to have a building higher than the William Penn statue on City Hall, hence the curse of Billy Penn. And obviously, you got people now trying to find ways to overcome these curses. And it was, it managed to be done because in 2007, when the final beam in construction of the Comcast Centre was raised, the iron workers of Local Union 401 attached a small figurine of William Penn to the top beam in attempt to break the curse. And the following year, the Philadelphia Phillies won the 2008 World Series. And now in Philadelphia, when a new building is built, and this is to help the sports teams, they put a figurine of Billy Penn on the top beam of the next highest tower. You are kidding me. I am not kidding. I need to wear one of those on my hat. (laughs) I've, I've been losing too much recently. I need some wins, baby. And finally, the curse of the Mayo Gaelic football team in Ireland, which is a curse that has lasted since 1951 and Mayo have not won an All-Ireland football final since. Uh, Legend has it that a priest became incensed because after the Mayo team won the championship in 1951, the team bus was returning home from the final and they passed through a town where a funeral was being held and they did not show due respect as they drove through the town. Didn't quieten down, didn't pay their respects, but kept cheering. And legend has it the priest supposedly put a curse on the team that they would not win another title until all of those players had died. Oh! Not until they passed away. My nickname, my, my, my initials are Mayo. Oh, Matthew yeah. Ajete Okine. I've been, I got goats, I got Mayo. This is probably I've the curse pens. of Matt O'Kine. Um, Since uh, Padre Carney passed away in 2019, who was the second last member, and only Paddy Prendergast from that 1951 team is still alive. Here is Paddy describing the curse. The, the story was that, that uh, we didn't get off the, off the truck. It was supposed to have been a funeral in the local church. Now, I don't know whether it was or not. I saw people standing around the church, mm. but... Uh, we didn't get off the truck because they couldn't get off the bloody truck. So the story goes that he, the priest said, while any member of that team lives, they will, Mayo will never again win North Ireland. You know, and that's, that's, that's supposed to be the course. And the curse has been doing some dirty work. Mayo have made it to the All-Ireland final nine times in recent history and they have lost all of them in a lot of them in really really unusual circumstances where there's final thing there's a draw they do a replay the next weekend and they lose the next match this curse is continuing and paddy goes on to say that he doesn't believe it at all thinks it's hogwash but i think you would say that if you were the final person <laughs> that everyone was waiting to drop off the perch so that mayo can finally wing a curse Break the curse of the priest. Uh, but please, I think curses are something that aren't exclusive to sport, Matt O'Connor. No, no. You, if, you, if, you, if you are cursed in your life for whatever reason, all right, then please let us know. Whether it's every time you go and get your favourite, you know, 
halloumi brand from the supermarket that's never there. <laughs> All right. Or every time you host people at your house, the barbecue gas seems to run out. Oh, yes. The curse, the curse of the flaming of the swap grill. And go. <laughs> <laughs> then let us know. Get in touch at mad.n.alex on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All right, Matt O'Kine, it's time to welcome to the studio a gentleman who has been selling out his shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and taking his program Kill Hing in the name of to the Sydney Comedy Festival. Uh, Michael Hing, hello. G'day, mate. How's it going? Oh, we're good, Michael. I, I was just thinking about because I, I remember watching one of your first gigs many years ago. Well, it was the first time I saw you. Sorry, um, <laughs> and you know, which thinking... in many ways was the beginning of my career. I was like, oh, Mister Okine's in tonight. Hey, Matt hey, thinks hey. about other people's comedy careers in the same way as the you know ancient yeah. um, Romans thought exactly. about the world. Yeah, three thousand years. There we go. That's it. Done. Done. Well, I just wanted to know what would you be, what would you be doing if it didn't work. Work out. What if I, if comedy didn't work out? <laughs> why are you? He's in here because it is working out. That's the reason he's talking to us. I yeah, love... which is which is why we don't need to talk about the comedy. I want to know about what's, what 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 was the why? what was are the fallback options if comedy doesn't work out for you, Matt? Are you no? Like, because you were for... you were sitting here telling me about how you, just before you were like, I'm not fixing your computer problems because I was trying to have I was having trouble with my Zoom and you were being absolutely no help. Thank you very much. Okay, I don't, man, I don't have any other skills. This is it for me. You know what I mean? I, I dropped out of uni. I tried to study architecture. I tried to study teaching. Oh, they go hard on you in architecture. Yeah, and also, I'm very dumb. <laughs> so it doesn't help. Um, you need to draw a lot of straight lines, a lot of neatness, a lot of attention to detail. And I'm more I of a big ideas about, kind of guy. You know? I think about that, the straight lines, because, I mean, it, it just seems like hard work. They give you a ruler. You don't have to do it freehand. Yeah, yeah but I, I've never owned a ruler that didn't have some little chip in it and make the line go bloop. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon architecture probably would have been the go if I. If oh, I that's could have, good. Yeah, that was mine. Do you know what? Second preference at uni. Yeah, that's so weird because I think that real estate would have been my fallback. Oh, dude, you don't right? want to selling what me and being designed and built. Yeah, yeah we could. Well, Daiso, you you've just put it made a comedy club. We could turn into the next. You know, the big wigs, the Metricons, oh, the bloody... Go, you guys want to become developers, property developers. <laughs> Here's my issue with that. I think that my issue with you doing that, becoming a real estate agent, Matt, is that I think all real estate agents are morally bankrupt people who... <laughs> Who loves yeah, to, which who is why I'd be money. perfect. What the hell yeah. is wrong with you? No, that, that just that is checks exa- out, thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <I forgot> <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I brought a bag of lemons here if you want to buy one. For, um, <laughs> I will. They're very good lemons. Uh, they're Art Deco lemons. Uh, um, we better ask you, Hing, what's been happening at our old uh, radio station? Oh, Triple J. Triple J. What's J. Been going? You're still doing the drive show with Lewis, going well with him? Yeah, things are pretty good. Obviously. He treats you well? Uh, yeah, he does. What's great about it is, uh, and I don't know what, your relationship with Matt is off air, mm. but um, because I'm a social weirdo and because of the pandemic, we actually haven't hung out and been friends outside of work. Wow. Well, like that year. sounds exactly like us. Yeah. To be <laughs> <laughs> Except that the only time Matt messaged me is when he sees a property he likes. <laughs> hey, yeah, because hey, I saw it. Are you doing that because you're the agent trying to sell me it? <laughs> he's, got, he's getting the commission. He's getting the Dude, commission. Dude, I saw a $60 million penthouse no, in the no, middle no, of Sydney. 40 mi- million pounds. Far out. Yeah, it's like 80 exactly. million. Far out. The, the, Video alone, 
They must have had drones in the actual penthouse. <laughs> like they, like internal. It's insane. At that higher higher ceiling. And why were you? Why did you send it through to Alex? Because you were like, "Hey, this could be our new studio." Or were you that's just our like, "Thing, look, he sends me French castles. I send him Sweden." <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> How long have you been at commercial radio now? What is it like six months? And you're like, no, "Yeah, guys, we're just sending each other about, sixty million dollar penthouses." That's now. the thing about French buddy. Castles that you can buy them for cheaper than a studio in Darlinghurst. Yeah. I'm sick. Do you know what annoys me? All right, this has nothing to do with your comedy hing, but I'll tell you what freaking annoys me <laughs> is that I got mates who bought a bloody shitbox apartment for eight years ago in some crap part of town. Yep. Millionaires. They're yeah. now millionaires. Mm. I've been grinding my ass off <laughs> in this job. <laughs> Interviewing schmucks like you. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, this is my fault somehow, isn't it? This is somehow I my apologize. fault. I apologise. My co-host is getting a little bit out of control. And but, I've spent 10 years renting. But and they Michael, won't even install an air conditioner. Michael, whilst you did turn away from the exterior of houses, I was very happy to know that in Kilhing in the name of, that you have turned your hand to interior design. Yeah. Well, I, I recently moved in with my girlfriend. Uh, thank you, thank you. Huge, step, thank you. After how long? Uh, after oh, six and a half years. Wow. So a while, a while. <laughs> big step, big yeah, little you. step. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we thought it was ready. We thought it was ready. <laughs> um, and I guess the thing I wasn't, I don't know, because you've both lived with, you've lived with partners in the past, uh, yep. currently. and um, Currently do. It's, um... When, when you move in with someone, there's always just someone in your room now. Do you know what I mean? Did you know oh. that? They're just always there. It's, Dude. It's <laughs> it is the worst. I'm lying in bed trying to read, do a Sudoku. Yeah. And there's just Oh, they're, did they're you there? see something? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about maths. Oh, what are we going to do with the... <laughs> What are we going to do with the painting that's on the room next to... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to figure out what box number goes in this box. So we had to get all new furniture for this uh, new apartment we moved into, right? Mm. And we bought this blue couch, right? And then my girlfriend was going to go stay with her parents for a couple of days. And we spent some money on the couch. In fact, we got it. We actually went to a store, Matt, which is pretty good. Whoa. Um, yeah. Not, not the trading post. Yeah, not just... No, we, we didn't go a to Gumtree. We didn't get Whoa. from the side of the road. You know what I mean? Went to an actual shop. So pretty fancy. What? Because... <laughs> One of my first couches, blue couch, yep. got a blue couch, side of the road mm-hmm. kind of thing. Didn't realise it had been rained on. <laughs> oh, no. It and like you wet. sit on it and then I just got blue all down oh, my back. Leaking. On my pants. It was a leaky blue yeah. couch. So yours, I remember your blue was up. from a shop. Mm, it was real yeah, nice. So, real okay, nice. so what sort of blue? Talk to me about this blue. It was like a. It was the kind of blue you could lose it, lose yourself in as you look at it. <laughs> right. You know? It was. It was a velvet couch. Anyway, the couch. Velvet couch. Velvet blue couch. It was. You don't understand. It, looking at it was a real experience. Okay. Put it into the house, right? And my girlfriend's going to go stay with her parents for a couple of days, and she says to me, "Hey, we spent a bit of money on the couch. Don't have a lot of money left. Can you get everything else? Make sure it's cheap." I'm like, "Great, gotcha. I know exactly where I'm going to go. Going to go to IKEA. It's all cheap <laughs> shit there. It'll be great." <laughs> She then texts me on the way there. She's like, it's not like I don't trust you, Michael, but just make sure everything you get goes with the couch because that's what we want the you know, apartment to look like. Okay, the focal point. Exactly. exactly. So I'm walking through the big furniture store and I'm like, what goes with the blue couch? I don't know. I, I guess, does blue go with blue? I guess blue, I guess blue goes with blue. So then I'm just picking out furniture. I'm like, I guess I'll get that blue table and those blue chairs and that <laughs> oh, blue rug. What? 
and I'll get like that blue kettle and that blue toaster and I'll get that blue <laughs> Oh cutlery. my God, please tell me you're kidding. Blue bowls, blue plates. I got. <laughs> I went and bought a blue painting that went behind the blue couch. <laughs> it's a, a Was blue it the Eve's Klein blue? Do that's you live, exactly. yeah, are you a fish? That Do you feel like good. fish now <laughs> yeah, at home? Swimming around through our apartment. What the hell? I Blue sh- bed sheets, blue pillows, blue. I, no, please tell me yeah. you did not buy this stuff. I bought it all. I bought it all. I spent all of our money on exclusively <laughs> blue items, right? Got it all delivered that weekend. I felt so good. Like, you don't understand how confident I felt going into this. Like, I was, I felt it all unpacked. All the boxes got thrown away. Certainly all the receipts are gone. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the Monday night, my girlfriend got home. She opens the door. She's like, and I'm like, (laughs) ta-da! She opened the beautiful blue apartment. And she's like, what the hell have you done to our apartment? (laughs) And then I got obviously quite defensive, you know? Um, Because I feel like, I don't know how you feel, guys, but I feel like I was given a brief without a lot of detail. And I feel like I really executed on that brief, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely. You nailed it, man. Well done. Yeah, but blue <laughs> so, goes, you got uh, that deep velvety blue, I'm sure, <laughs> just to make sure it matched. Mm. Yeah. So which curbside can people come and pick up all this stuff at now? <laughs> so, you- <laughs> so you got you've spent everything on this. Yeah. Was your girlfriend happy and does she, she was, just have to live with it now or did was, you? She was so mad, obviously. she First of all, <laughs> explained, she goes, do you know how colour works? And I'm like, yeah, it's light waves going through the year. And then she's like yelling at me, like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like she was quite, obviously quite frustrated because in her mind, um, she's dating a bowerbird. But in my mind, <laughs> I've done the thing she asked. And um, she was explained to me that if you have a piece of furniture that you want to to, to stand out, it should be the only piece of furniture or whatever of that colour in the whole room. But instead what I'd done by filling the whole room with blue is I'd sort of <laughs> erased it, do you know what I mean? Mm. And you know how like when you guys are, when you're having an argument with your partner or whatever and you just... Matt, you do you know s- what that's, that's like? <laughs> no, no, never, never. Um, I've never gotten on a bad side, ever. <laughs> when you're in an argument and you say things that in the moment you're so passionate about and you believe so wholeheartedly, but at the same time, out of context, are just baffling. So at one point we were just yelling, and I was, and I was like, "I did nothing. I do is ever good." Like I'm just getting real defensive. Like, I'm trying so hard. I can't do anything right. And then she yelled at me, "When everything's blue, nothing's blue." Which... <laughs> and well, due to the complimentary color, when you shut your eyes after yeah. looking at your apartment for a while, it's uh, orange. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's the yeah, reverse yeah. angle. Of the I was going to say at least no one was seeing red, but yeah, um, that's okay. Sorry. All right. Very close too. Um, Michael Hing, thank you so much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. Very much appreciate you popping by. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check out Michael's show at the Sydney Comedy Festival after a killer run in Melbourne. We got to see that. Cool. Which was very, very good indeed. And um, then just every day on the radio from 3pm. What what dates? Uh, The 22nd to the 24th of April at the Factory Theatre in Sydney. Legend. Absolutely cannot wait for it. All right. Thank you very much, Michael. And also, I'm going to pop this in here and say, Ikea has very affordable, useful products. <laughs> just in case. Oh, just in case. They, I believe that. You they, just flexed on Hing so bad then. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to get a 40 million pound apartment by calling <laughs> Ikea stuff cheap crap, all right? Now get the hell off our show. Get out. See you, mate. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm.
Well, Alex Dyson, they say, say it, don't spray it. Well, um, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, that's right, <laughs> because they've never met Australia's favourite new shock jock. Yep, that's right. Every uh, Tuesday, matter kind, I uh, shed my uh, placid demeanour, chuck an N in my name and become Ranch Dog. Uh, yes. And you like turn from Bruce Banner into the Hulk. <laughs> the it's like what's the incredible sulk, you could say. <laughs> uh, because there are a few things in the world that, world that annoy me. Most of the time, I just let it slide. But we have yeah. noticed that when it comes to ratings, these shock jocks get all the attention. Mm. Okay. So we try and compete with the big boys and girls. And it's usually the most offensive that you can be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like just try and offend for the sake of offense. Exactly right. And so uh, we need to do that, but it doesn't come naturally to us, okay? So we need you to get us going and start having a little bit of a rant about something. So send us a voice memo at mattdonad.alex. Give us something that's really getting your billy goat, if you know what I mean, and uh, get us started. Now, we do have one here, and uh, I've got to tell you, I think I think there's something to it. Well, Patrice from Sinclair, who uh, long-time listener of the show... Mm. And supporters of your boys. Thank you very much, Patrice. Mess messaged in, said, great points, mate, about uh, your rant over sourdough bread. Oh, don't remind me. I mean, there's no topic that you will not touch. Do, do not remind me. Uh, and you got hotter than a big lump of butter on some fresh toast. So I Melted all over those jokers. <laughs> you ended up on the plate right through all those big old gaping holes. <laughs> but anyways, Patrice Pretty hard says, to melt butter when there's no bread. <laughs> Patrice if you know said, what I mean. Patrice said, Wedges, what's happening? You go to the fancy pubs and they don't have wedges. Why not? They're so good. Why am I being deprived of the perfect potato, sour cream and uh, sweet and sour sauce delivery system? It's wrong. I hate it. And those are the pubs that probably have the crappy, the sourdough bracelets, like you were saying. The chips are not the same. It's got to be wedges or nothing. Come on, guys. Now, I'm just going to step back. What have these wannabe Michelin star pubs done to my boy? My boy. The potato wedge. Patrice brings up a very good point, Matt O'Kine, because all I'm seeing down the corridors and the return trays of these pubs, it's tumbleweeds where once... The potato wedge roamed free. I sprayed the laptop already. <laughs> Where once they roamed free, but barely have I spotted one. I didn't even realise. I didn't know what I was missing, Matt O'Connor, because, yeah, the hot chips are good, and I go there, I see the hot chips, I get them. But why the potato wedge has been given an early grave, I do not know, and something needs to be done about this. And on top of that, I want these organisations, and you know who you are. You know who you are. You put in a tray of wedge. It doesn't matter if it's a wedge, if it's a hot chip, if it's a sweet potato fry. When you give us the sauce, put it on the side. I don't want it like a Christmas tree angel <laughs> sitting on top and you're playing Jenga with your chips waiting for this little tray of sauce to fall off and spill all over your lap. What's wrong with the side of the plates, you clowns? <clears throat> Mate, can we talk about sauce etiquette when it comes to wedges, though? 
Sometimes Please. they just dump it. They don't even put it in little canisters. They just scoop it onto the top. It turns into some uh, wet sock of muck in oh. the middle of the bowl, right? You got some idiot, mm. some mate who's had 13 schooners who's dipping sweet chilli then sour cream. Oh, thanks, to, no- thanks yeah. to ruining my sour cream, mate. You know what? Maybe we should be looking at the people who are dunking their sour cream and their sweet chilli in the wrong order. Because what are pubs meant to do? They're coming in. It's obvious that you dunk your wedge in the sweet chilli first. It's the most no. adhesive no, of the no. two. You've got to you get it on there Rad, and Rad then dog. you go Rad into dog, the stop. less You've viscous You've got it wrong. condiments, the sweat sour You've got cream. it wrong, mate. You dump it. It's sour cream first. You just said sweet chilli first. Yeah, they're the, they're the people who don't know what they're doing. All right, my microphone is currently <laughs> sopping wet, so I'm going to have to stop it here. But I think, I think that this conversation is not over. What do you dunk first? Do you dunk it in the sweet chilli or the, the sour cream? It's the sour cream. No, nah, you don't. <laughs> you're trying to attach stuff to sour. Your, your way, it's just li- you're just transferring sour cream into the other ramekin, no, mate. No, the sour cream is... <laughs> The sour cream is is like it's not porous. It's like a it's like a exactly. protection. Exactly, can't the, suck up any no, sea chili. It's in it's, it's like unable to do that. No, it's it protects the chip. It's like it's like a little insulator. Are you are you mad? It's like a have it's like a condom. It's like a condom for your chip. It doesn't. It no, like, it's sweet chili. It gets all the juices sticks, on the outside. Sweet chili sticks to the chip. Anyway. The other thing I want to say is big wedges suck. Get the little crispy ones. Can we please work out the size of your wedges as well? Well, I don't want to eat a big lump of potato. I want mostly fat and oil. Thank you. Please. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, at least we agreed on one thing there. But um, I'll tell you what, Patrice from Sinclair lit an absolute (laughs) atomic bomb when she mentions the... uh, the pub potato wedges. Uh, get in touch. Yeah. Uh, we'd wedges. We'd love to hear from you. Not quarters. Not halves. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> They're supposed to be little wedges of a potato. Not chunks. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, we sorry, I know we, the whole we have had this. meetings. We've had meetings <laughs> off air. Get get about me jumping in, and I, I apologize. I just, this gets me going as well. Okay, so I'll step back. I'm sorry, Rant Dog. That's all right, mate. That's all right. Um, this is, I forgot the name of the show was Rant Dog and the, and the Big O. No, Rant Dog and, what, what could, what could, what's my name? Meek, um, Meek, Meek Maddie. Okay, so. Crumple Stilt Skin. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my ICQ login. Anyways. <laughs> All right, we've got to get out of this. Um, let us know your topics. Send us your voice memos. Uh, we do like to um, get the ratings up. And I can see, look, they're spiking right now. So that's, that's good news. Um, but pubs, sort it out. Spiking like your, like your blood, blood pressure, mate. <laughs> you like your blood pressure after a rant and a few wedges, I'll tell you that much. Stay away from the oils, mate. You're, you're <laughs> going to cock it. You keep going at this rate. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz.
Well, Alex Devine. Well, Alex. <laughs> no, do you know what? I was going to say another another Alex who I was literally just send, was sending a message to in between breaks. Which what, you're cheating to, on me with another Alex. Well, you know, he's just moved to town. He's just going to say g'day. We went to primary school together. Huh. Anyways, um, Alex Dyson. <laughs> had to double check again. <laughs> Absolute debacles in the kitchen. Oh, dear. Right. What's been happening now? Well. With the man who hosts a cooking show. Well, look. It was a somewhat miracle ruined a recipe. Okay. So this is what happens. Okay, we're going to some friend's place. Um, they say, bring dessert. Now, of course, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Belle, I'm like, let's just buy something. Sure. We got. We live in inner city, inner city Sydney. I mean, the, the pastries at some of these joints. Yeah, they're off the hook. Oh. Absolutely incredible. All right. You'd think, you'd think some of these pastries were rolled out with the tears of an angel and, uh, you know, the, 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 the breath, the breath of a delicate lily. All right. So a lily's breath. <laughs> I don't know where a lily's breathing from. You know what I mean? A rolling pin made out of lily petals or something. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. They're very good. <laughs> They're really tasty. Great. Okay. Well, just so anyway, stretch anyway. and just baked for longer than this anecdote is taking before we okay, get to okay, the actual I'll get to it. point I'll get of to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So, Belle, I'm upstairs, all right, and suddenly I hear a yelp. Belle has decided to make a passion fruit yogurt cake, okay? Whoa. A butterless a butterless passion fruit yogurt cake. No dairy in the yogurt. Uh, well, there's no, it's a, just a butterless, so they're using oil instead of butter. Okay. All right. I, suddenly, I hear a yelp, all right? Oh, no, as she's, as she's making the cake. And she goes, what do I do? What do I do? And she brings up the bowl with all the ingredients in it, and there's a double yolk. Oh, a double in, egg, double yolk. A double yolk egg. Uh-oh. Right, and so she's like, "I'm like, oh, well, don't worry about. It. Look, there's just one more. There's just one too many yolks. Yeah, so it'll be fine. The yolk will probably have taken up whatever it's. The egg can only be so big. Sure. There's just going to be a slightly bit more yolk as opposed to white. It's all good. Yeah, it's not ruined. Anyway, she goes back downstairs. Then I hear a, oh no! <laughs> don't <laughs> like, tell what me. What gone wrong? She brings up. It's a double double yolk. <laughs> She's cracked two your eggs. Now there's four yolks in there. So she wasn't going to leave it with the first. How many eggs does she need? She needed two eggs. Oh wow! And so now we've got four, like the equivalent of four eggs, kind of in this cake. She's like, "What the hell do I do?" But then well, she tries to scoop it out, and they just break up. Yep. So it's like, well. And how'd the and cake turn out? Baking is very precise, you know, so you can't just, they, they rarely in the recipe say one or two or four yolks, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a mix usually, between that. It's usually two eggs. So it all goes in. And look, if you ask me the honest truth, I liked the cake, mm. okay? Belle, you know, disappointed because she, she, was, she really wanted it to be a certain mm. thing and I think that she was, it felt like it was a little bit too dense and then it had sort of yellow. dried out a little bit and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I, I thought it was genuinely delicious. Everyone at the party was happy with it, but it didn't work out the way that Belle wanted it to work out. But sure. it's just no one was anticipating this. 
No. The double double yoka. That is wild. Now, Got now more than you bargained for. Since then, we've made omelettes, we've done other things, all double yokers. The whole mm. 12 pack pretty much is double yokers. So uh, the question I want to ask you though is when, when, what's ruined your recipe? Well, right? how about when you got more than you bargained for? Oh. Because what Ooh. I think about, what this makes me think about is when I was about oh, six or seven years old, mm. okay, doing a bit of fishing off the rocks at Lawn down the Great Ocean Road, okay, I had, it had two, two little hooks on it in. We threw it off the rocks, you know, threw it in, caught a fish on one of the hooks, caught a crab on the other hook. <laughs> what? Then off the sinker, was keeping it under, another crab on the sinker. No. I reeled it in. I got a triple. <laughs> <laughs> got a triple decker. That's unheard of. Mate. I know. <laughs> Who would have thought of that? Anyway. <laughs> What have you got more than you bargained for? Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's ruined your recipe or what have you got more than you bargained for? Hit us up at matt.n.alex. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, you really put your foot in it now. Oh, Mate, no. your foot is, you your know foot what is a done? wedge. You put your foot in a shoe, then tried to put a sock on top of it, mate. <laughs> you do it in the wrong order. No. Okay, we are talking about the dipping order of wedges. Alex Dyson, I don't think you realise what's about to happen to your inbox. Okay? I'm expecting praise. No. For telling it like it is. Some per- You're trying to carry, and that's what you're doing with the sour cream, you're carrying it over to the sweet chilli. You're just jettisoning it, jettisoning oh, it off. See, Bron's shaking her head. She knows. Produce a Bron. I'm a thousand percent with Matt on this. Oh, yeah, guys, mate, the I'm the nation is with me. Nah. The world nah. is with me. You know why they're taking wedges off the menu? Is because nincompoops like you are destroying everyone's dipping orders. All right? <laughs> you're supposed to do sour cream, then sweet chili. And look, and if you're, if you're listening right now and you know, you know the truth, okay? If you are as woke as we are, me mm. and Bron, you you message Alex. You let him know, because I will not let this slide under the rug. I think that he is about to cop his biggest backlash yet, and I want you to do not hold back. The two of you are going to have a double yolk egg on your face, <laughs> okay? And I'm glad that you've been serving up double yokers, because I need one for you, and I need one for you, Bron. <laughs> need a yolk for the both of you. All right, we're going to leave it there. Thank you for listening, as always. To all day breakfast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for Michael Hing for hanging out with us as well. Go check out his show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. And we will catch you tomorrow if uh, this doesn't break up the radio duo, <laughs> which I think lesser things have to other places. Anyway, we'll catch Thanks. you later. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.